Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm George. And I'm Amanda. George and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 31 for George and season 27 for me. And this is day 22 of season 99, the last double-double numbers we'll ever have. <laughs> Question 1 tells us that the inner and outer boundaries of something in geology are called the Gutenberg discontinuity and the Morhovicic, I believe, discontinuity. And says, what is that? Right. Um, so it took me a while to kind of um, situate this in geology rather than like paleontology, because I had been mm, thinking about yeah. are these eras of, you know, like life on Earth and there are different layers of fossils and things like that. Um, but I thought, no, that's that would not be geology. That would be paleontology, maybe archaeology, something like that. So. I thought, okay, geology um, would be like, you know, the rock layers of the earth. So if we have two discontinuities defining something, then it can't be the crust because that would be a discontinu discontinuity on the inner side. And then it's just the atmosphere just on the, the outer the, side. The um, ground. And then the core, of course, of course, would only have an outer boundary because it's... You know, it's a sphere. Mm -hmm. So I figured this had to be the mantle if it's, you know, kind of defined by these inner and outer boundaries, um, you know, that that I, you know, realized had to be those layers as opposed to um, something sort of historical that the discontinuities represented. So um, once I kind of settled on that, I put down mantle. I kind of went the same way. Uh, I didn't spend as much time in the paleontology realm. I just, for some reason, I just immediately thought, oh, this is like the boundaries between, you know, the, the parts of the earth. Mm -hmm. And as you, you know, said, there's not an inner boundary of the core. There's not an outer boundary of the crust. So this must be the mantle. Uh, I did kind of think, is there an inner mantle and an outer mantle? Mm. I think there are, but I feel like the question would have told us, like, you know, these these form the inner part of the what or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. they wouldn't have just kind of, you know, assumed that we uh, that anyone who's not a geologist knows that there's, you know, different mantles and those are the uh, boundaries between them. Uh -huh. um, but then I also got to thinking, going back to the crust part, it would totally be uh, uh, reasonable for scientists who have decided at some point, no, the transition from the crust to the atmosphere is a thing and needs mm -hmm. a name. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, because logically that's like the only place where there's topsoil. It's the only place where mm -hmm. there's probably, you know, a lot of biology. And, you know, when you consider how uh, indistinct and thick these other separations must be like there's not a definitive line between core and mantle right that, you know and and ditto between mantle and crust it's not just you know you're digging you're digging you're digging and suddenly boink oh there's the mantle there it is <laughs> you know it's not like walking through a door um so maybe you know the very top layer is also a discontinuity then i thought discontinuity just sounds just slightly too wacky for <laughs> for them to and and and, you know, to name it after somebody uh -huh. is kind of like, well, yes, 
literally every human being has known that this exists so we don't get <laughs> you don't get to claim it bob gutenberg just because you're the one who decided oh no there's a difference between crust and atmosphere i'm going to take credit for that no so i i just went i went back to mantle and said okay it's probably that and that was the correct answer in fact it specifies earth's mantle mm -hmm. parenthetically which uh i honestly don't know what other planets have mantles or not so uh i figured the the geology was you know sufficient to pin it to earth logically it is the study of the earth <laughs> yes uh question two asks us for the uh almost like the nickname of a particular t distribution in statistics yeah i didn't know this it's been a decade or so since my last stats course and mm. i don't know that i learned this one at all <laughs> uh, the definition didn't really help um so i just kind of had to think well what's a distribution and i thought the normal one um because i figured that can be used to estimate even stuff that's very small in size mm -hmm. uh, because statistically you can usually uh come up in polling in particular you usually come up with a fairly precise answer with as few as 30 respondents. Mm. As long as you can uh, accurately spread them demographically and you know that you don't just have like, you know, the first 30 people. Uh -huh. um, so I figured, well, for lack of anything else that's coming to mind, I will say the normal distribution. Right. And so I, I didn't know this one either. My last stats class was even longer ago than yours, <laughs> um, probably 30 years ago, roughly. And uh, so I certainly didn't know this one off the bat. And I kind of, you know, figured that there, maybe there is a standard distribution um, in, in, as a particular type of this um, statistical concept i guess uh, especially because the question notes that this was the pseudonym of a uh, early 20th century brewery chemist who described this distribution in a paper and so i thought well standard also fits in the sense of like there's uh you know there's a paper called standard and poors and i thought that maybe that was a um you know, a plausible surname or pseudonym, or it seemed like it it could reasonably be a decent answer for this question. Reasonable. Mostly it's a guess, though, so yeah. I put down standard. Yeah, I, I thought of, like, standard as in standard deviation as well, mm -hmm. but rejected it based on, I feel like if you name something the standard something, it has to be the standard something. Like, you can't have decided, much like Gutenberg didn't get to call the the difference between the crust and the atmosphere, his <laughs> discontinuity. Like, that that just seems like a, a, a weird uh, name to have to give to something. But then I thought, well, but the normal, that is just odd enough that I can justify someone saying, oh, yeah, we're going to call it after this nickname, mm -hmm. you know, Bob Normal O'Brien or whatever. Right. Uh, so, but no, it was student. Yeah, I'm... I'm glad that you uh logicked your way out of my wrong answer yeah that was <laughs> definitely a good thing to do um uh yeah i 
I've probably heard of this one, I, but that's about the most I can say for it. Yeah, like, I don't know that I have. It's it's one of those things where, like, when, in my career, of course, I had to take stats in grad when in undergrad, and then I was excused from it in grad school because of that. I'd just taken mm. it, you know, a couple of years prior, um, and I wish I'd retaken it because I would love to feel better versed in data and stats and stuff like that in my current position. Um, but I am not. And so what happens is I don't, you know, have these concepts nailed down. When I read papers, I kind of end up trusting that mm. the people who did the stats did the right stats because they're the experts and they, they know, you know, what they're doing, uh, certainly far better than I would to evaluate them in doing so. Right. Um, so I'm, I probably have heard of the student's T-test, but I, you know, the, this is the distribution that there's also T-tests, which are as some sort of operation to figure out what it is. I think, I don't know. See, it was 30 years ago. So okay. anyway. Question three asks us for the world's most populous Muslim majority country. So, really a very classic question for a student of Worldle, yeah. um, which, you know, as I've mentioned many times, is one of the ways that I have assigned myself a little tidbit of homework each day to guess a country based on its shape, and then you go through succeeding um, little quiz questions about the capital, the population... Uh, countries near neighboring it and so on and then at the end you get to basically the first paragraph of its wikipedia article if you want to read a few more details mm -hmm. and this is one that i've read in in doing those uh um which i think they're randomly selected countries each day on this little web game yep. um and so uh i pretty much just knew that this is indonesia um it's a country with a very large population indeed um, and playing Wordle will also remind you of how many hugely populous countries there are out there that mm -hmm. you just wouldn't guess because, you know, news about the largest countries or the most influential, you know, just dominate everything. Yep. Um, and, and we just don't learn about much of what's going on in Indonesia. Like, they just moved their capital city to a different city. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not going to be Jakarta anymore. I don't remember what the new city name is. Okay. Um, but I think it's partly because Jakarta is, you know, dealing with effects of climate change and that kind of thing. Uh, and it would be too expensive mm. to repair it all or right. something like that. Um, and so, but yeah, it's... It's not a country with a gigantic area. It's an archipelago kind of country, um, but a huge population and um, very um, predominantly Muslim. Hmm. So that's what I put down, Indonesia. Yep. Yeah, I just, I, I remember this being a trivia question mm -hmm. for several years now. Mm. Um, and it's one, it's one of those ones where you know, you have to make the distinction of the most populous Muslim majority country. Mm -hmm. It does not have the most Muslims of any country. Right. That is Pakistan. Um, Indonesia has, I think, about 270 million people. 
and like 80% of them are Muslims, 85 thereabouts. Okay. Pakistan has like 240 million people, but 98% of them are Muslims. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I said just because I remembered that that's a thing that you, that gets asked in trivia competitions and, and everybody's always like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was what it was. And that's the correct answer, yes. Um, question four asks us to name the uh, artistic and literary movement that's associated with the poet Andre Breton, as well as Browner, Dali, Ernst, Kahlo, Magritte, Miro, et al. Uh, and it says that and Bre Breton said that the aim of it was to resolve the previously contradictory conditions of dream and reality. Mm. So that and the the, uh, the naming of Dali... Tells mm -hmm. me, oh, this is surrealism. Right. Uh, I, I briefly tried to think, like, what are other, uh, you know, what are what are like kind of surrealism like artistic movements, mm -hmm. uh, and I just couldn't think of any that weren't like more specific to, you know, places or people or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the French New Wave. Well, no, that's French, so that's not going to be all <laughs> these people. You know, uh, things like that, and I just kept coming back to surrealism because that's what Salvador Dali did. Right. Yeah, I had much the same thought, although it certainly squared pretty well with my knowledge of Frida Kahlo's work and René Magritte, um, who is the Cecine Pas Un Peep guy, mm -hmm. if you... Uh, just to add that detail, I've seen some of Kahlo's work up in the DIA. Um, and, yeah, it... It had not really occurred to me to call her work in particular surrealism. I don't know why yeah. it didn't, because it's very inflected that way. Mm -hmm. uh, although not all of it is either. Um, some of it's more regular realism or just kind of um, has that tone rather than being melting clocks kind of surrealism. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Uh, yeah, that was really the only thing I considered. I, I mean, I take it back. I considered Dadaism, but I thought this dream versus reality um, aspect of it really spoke more to, to surrealism. Um, and so that's what I put down. And that was correct. I'm hoping that my pathetic art score will <laughs> lead my opponents to think, oh, he couldn't possibly have gotten this, even though it's easy as hell. <laughs> we'll see. Question five asks us for a pop song that was really big in 2017 and whose English translation is titled Slowly. I don't know where I learned this, but I know it's Despacito. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I learned it from the fact that Despacito was ridiculously popular and also yeah. had a sort of uh, tone to it that got a little bit mocked or, you know, in the meme sphere. Um and, uh, yeah, I just, I just kind of know that just enough Spanish to link this one up. Um, and yeah, d Despacio, I think is slow. So Despacito is slowly. That's what I put down. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, I remember the song being huge back then. Uh, and it was, uh, I don't know if it was the first, but it was kind of the vanguard of the, uh, the Spanish language mm. uh, 
entry into American pop music, which has become bigger and bigger in the last six years. Sure. Uh, and Despacito in particular spent forever at number one. Like I was yeah. surprised to read that it was number two for the year end because mm -hmm. it was one of those like record breaking double digits weeks at number one. Right. Uh, in particular, I believe the version with Justin Bieber. Yes. Featured on uh, and the uh, was it, it was Luis wasn't Fonseca. I feel like that's somebody else. Might have been. Anyway. I'll look it up. Um, okay. So while she does that, I'll vamp about how, yeah, I remember that it being a thing and mm -hmm. it being a really gigantic thing. Uh, and, you know, aided somewhat by Bieber's own fame and, you know, uh, fan fandom uh, propping yeah. it up. But, and it is Luis Fonsi, very good, okay. with uh, featuring Daddy Yankee in its original incarnation. But, okay. um it does have some Justin Bieber as yeah. well on it. So. Yeah, it, it, there were there were like a couple of different, fairly large versions of it. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, I just I, I remembered this was Despacito, and I didn't remember I, if if you'd asked me what does Despacito mean, I would not have gotten it. <laughs> uh, I would have thought probably something more having to do with love, but uh, yeah, slowly makes desperation. sense. Desperation. You know, that's a yeah. Mm -hmm. Slowly, absolutely makes sense. That's definitely a. a perfectly good pop song title yeah so yep and that was the correct answer of course uh and question six asks us for the environment in which a player surfs through a particular endless runner video game uh so i missed the surfs part of this question mm -hmm. um which i think was uh, attempting to push you through it especially because I thought this was referring to Temple Run, oh. which is, you know, a fairly big endless runner video game that I see a lot of people playing uh, on the the your Twitches and your TikToks and the like. Okay. Um, so that's what I, I said a temple, and just kind of went with that. I, I briefly thought, well, should it be a jungle because it says environment? But uh, I think temple is enough of an environment in the, the context of this game. So I'll say that. Sure. Um, yeah, this is one where I just didn't have a lot of guesses to pick from because I don't know uh, a lot of these games. Um, it's an area of gaming that is even less uh, well known to me than, you know, regular video games. Like these are, are on Android iOS devices. And so, you know, my wealth of video game knowledge is from like the Frogger area, <laughs> let's say, or era, I mean. And so this was just kind of me guessing what could be a popular mobile game uh, of the 2010s. So I thought about what our kids, you know, have played. And the one that keeps coming back that I think is qualifies as an endless runner game. I don't know if I'm totally clear on that definition, um, but there's a game called Geometry Dash mm -hmm. that they have all played the heck out of and... Even our youngest, who is eight, has had spent some time with that one as well. And so yep. I just thought, well, if all three of our kids got into it, then maybe it's wildly popular, um, you know, much as they've both gotten into Pokemon and, you know, things like that. Sure. So in Minecraft. So I figured, I don't know, does geometry qualify as an environment? In this game, it does. It's, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of just shapes that you're kind of, jumping around and trying not to fall out into space from. Um, 
And at least I think I'm remembering the right one for that. Anyway, um, you know, the, that's the only real possibility that I had at hand. So I put down geometry. Reasonable. Uh, but it was subway. Okay. And subway surfer or surfers or surfing is the, the thing. I, I've seen it a lot on TikTok in the sense of, uh, for some weird reason, very often, well, it'll be someone, someone will uh, make a TikTok of visually someone playing this game mm-hmm. uh, and uh, while telling a story over it, oh. uh, particularly like letting the AI voice tell like a story from Reddit or something like that. Okay. It's a fairly common thing in TikTok. It's very odd. Um, and yeah. then sometimes also uh, TikTokers will do a thing where they have the top half of the the TikTok is like a scene from a TV show or a movie, and the bottom half is some random video game like this playing. Okay. And I don't know why. I'm sure it's a thing. Uh, right. I, I probably don't want to know why, but <laughs> it, but that's so so I've I've seen probably hours of this game being played without ever actually watching this game being played. Okay. <laughs> if you understand what I mean, uh, the difference there. Yeah. So yeah, I just if if I think if I tipped to surf, I might have been able to uh, to turn that key, but it just didn't work. Mm. So, so I had four. Same. Yeah. Did we have the same four? In fact. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah we both missed the, that the and stats thing. The stats and, thing. Yeah. yeah. I think, I hope that one's gonna. Well, I think that one will run tough, but I don't know how tough it will run in the context of math questions, which are often very. Yeah. Often run very tough. I, you know, believe it or not, my main rundle opponent's best category is math mm-hmm. to like a 980 level. Yeah. So I put a zero on well, it for yeah. that person. Reasonable. Um, but I put a three it's... on it for the private rundle because, because yep. wow, that's fair. That's going to be a, a deep-ish cut for most, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even people with college level math. Yeah. You know, yeah. stats is a bit and, different. Well, yeah. And true stats is a little bit different and then also just the the way to get a good math score is just to know definitions of math terms yeah and that may well be one that you could have and and it's sticky i mean i have to admit the yeah. the fact that it was named after a pseudonym mm-hmm. is that I'll, I'll remember that for a long time i think yeah you know, and, you don't and get that a lot of student, like like that you know, the the Professor X equation in math. <laughs> where, like, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna name this after the actual person. So yeah, it's kind of odd. I mean, the the hope that I have is that the, you know, I might get more points than expected on something like the art question mm-hmm. or a geography or you know yep. what have you. So, um, just hope someone else has that same difficulty with those couple of ones we did. <laughs> we can hope. Yeah. So that's it for today. Tune in on Tuesday for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Learned Lag with all the vowels, now on Blue Sky. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.